With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sunny morning here. Supposed to get up into the 80s today. Uh, we're here for the NFL meetings, uh, which uh, will continue today. And uh, some votes expected to take place and things of that nature. Oh, right. Things right. starting to wind down now. That's like a, yeah, a little boom bit. and then a crescendo and it just kind of. Well, we have the whole NFC coaches breakfast have that fiasco coming up here, which doesn't apply to us as much. But we'll get all kinds of headlines and clips and snippets Absolutely. and all that. I'm like already looking yesterday. here. They're starting to come they filter it in. Yeah. Uh, there is one that I didn't see from yesterday. This, uh, I guess Jimmy Haslam, the okay. Browns owner, talked uh, talked to reporters either yesterday or late yesterday or early this morning, uh, and he was asked this for this from the Akron Beacon Journal about the fully guaranteed contract that he oh, gave okay. to Sean Watson a year ago, and uh, he said it would be uh, inappropriate to comment. But then he uh, defended the Watson deal, saying every team, every business has to look. At, and do what they think is in the best interest of their team. We did what we thought was in the best interest of our team. We feel that way, so we're excited to, if you will, have the stuff behind us. This time last year, how many games is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He's going to be there the whole season now, barring injury. Heaven forbid he's going to play all 17 games and hopefully more. Uh, I I think that alone (laughs) is a bigger leap to the organization, to Deshaun, than to all of us. Um, okay. I mean, they made their decision. He's the owner. I mean, he he should defend it. Um, oh, absolutely. I didn't think I mean, that it was, was, his, it was yeah. his call. I, I didn't think that was a strong defense of it one way or another, and he can do whatever he wants with his money. Um, one thing about the guaranteed contract thing, which to me applies to Lamar more, I think it's a little overblown because hypothetical, Colts, Commanders, Falcons, whomever, Signs Lamar to a three-year deal. I mean, four-year gets a little dicey, yeah. but a three-year deal, fully guaranteed. Well, you're not going to cut him in week year he's one anyway. He's going to see all of that. He's yeah. going to see it all anyway. I mean, yeah. some of it's just you know semantics. Well, I, mean, I, I think what people need to understand about this is that when you when you give out that kind of contract, fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. All of that fully guaranteed money has to go into a bank account. I know escrow right into, into escrow um, because. You the owner to, has to set it aside. Yeah. Right, right, so right. So when, when Haslam signs Deshaun Watson to a $230 million deal that's fully guaranteed, he had to take $230 million of his and his family's his money, money right, right, and put right. that into escrow. Yeah, and that is a big deal. Yeah. Because it's fully guaranteed. It has to sit there. Now, you're going to get interest on that and things of that nature. but Right, but you, you're not 
you can't go buy things. You can't, with you it. can't right. do anything with right, it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so, and all these owners have a lot of money, and but that hurts some of the family businesses. You know, what I mean, it's you know, it's a quarter, you know, a quarter of a million dollar, a quarter of a billion dollars. To me, it's say. like you were you or I walking into you know Volkswagen dealership and just buying the thing flat out. You know, you, you know, or a house. You know, some yeah. something huge purchase for you. I mean, again, every ownership is different with their finances and i can't comment on that what do i know but i mean that is a big deal and i think that's probably as big a reason why owners aren't as excited about that as anything is well, yeah, hey, you're, I mean, you're making me do something with my money that i don't have a- if you're going to lay out that large chunk that large amount of chunk for one player mm-hmm. that's just one player and that's just one player you've also got other players on your roster who you also have guaranteed right. money in escrow i mean who's to say the tj watts and miles garrett and aaron donalds don't say well i'm not a quarterback but I want to do it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, so right. The, the guaranteed money, the you know that stuff has to be stuck. Yeah, yeah, right. You know right. I mean? So basically, you're freezing some of your assets, and mm-hmm. that becomes a sticking point. Absolutely. Uh, so the uh, Colts yesterday um, spoke about the Colts ownership and GM and, and everybody spoke about Lamar and said that they they might be interested. Yeah, they didn't. In, Brush it off. They did not. Right, right, right. I think they make the most sense. I mean, yeah. if Washington's out of it. I think Washington and Atlanta don't seem interested. I don't understand why. Well, Washington has ownership issues. But I, I think more teams should be interested. The Colts should be at the top of the list. If it, you're the Ravens. Yeah. And hopefully we're efforting to try to get a, a Ravens reporter on yeah, the show Yeah, right, right, right. But if you are the Baltimore Ravens, do you then approach the Colts and say, hey, let's work something out here because you want to get this done yeah. before the draft because you don't want them signing the an offer sheet after the draft? I think the answer is yes. I, I think you start to get proactive, especially with the news yesterday that Lamar's demanding trade. Well, apparently that, he, he made that trade we request just, March 2nd. We heard about it yeah. yesterday. Right, he, just, right, right. he just finally shared it with the world yesterday. Mm-hmm. Again, if he had an agent, it probably would have gotten out there long before this. So – I mentioned my podcast, Peacock and Williamson. Well, Peacock is a Niners guy. And I threw this at him yesterday, and I wanted to throw it at you. If I were the Ravens, Trey Lance might be my target. I mean, we were, I was kind of racking my brain. But if you're of, the 49ers, are you interested in trading him right now because you don't know what's going on with Brock Purdy? Well, I think that the Darnold signing might get you through that. I mean, they seem to be high. They, they signed him on day one of free agency. I you know, get I, it. But... I mean, me – I don't believe in Purdy enough to do yeah. any and of those And you're not going to recoup what you paid for him. Oh, no, you're going to lose yeah. 80 cents. I mean, you're to buy him at 80 cents on the dollar. But, I mean, he could be some target. I, I mean, I was racking my brains. For well, let's, let's, okay, so let's talk about this. So, if, right. if Trey Lance were in this year's draft, yeah, where does Trey Lance rank in these quarterbacks? Third. Lance versus Richardson, to me, is a conversation. That's a conversation. And they're real close. Yeah. I'd take both over Levis. Yes. I take both behind Stroud and Young. Yes. So in that neighborhood, I mean I don't would I take him at four if I were the Ravens without Lamar? Maybe. But the other problem too is you're in year three of a contract already. I mean like you gotta make decision he's accelerated obviously right, right. in terms yeah, of the contract stuff. So that's a negative. I mean maybe you'd rather have Richardson with two more years of easy money and, you know, controllable contract. Than Lance because you know about the same about both of them at this point, which is not enough. Not enough. Yeah, I mean, right. again, it's, at this point in his career, Trey Lance has thrown in the last what six years mm-hmm. less than three hundred passes. Right. Can you get Lance? Which is amazing to me. It is amazing. <laughs> right, right, right. 
would the Niners give you Lance for the Ravens pick? Would you do that if you're the Ravens? No. I don't think I'm giving up my first, you know, no. even though it's later. Yeah. I mean, I might give you a second this year and a conditional pick the year after if he plays X amount of games or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's the whole thing. The, the machinations of this whole thing are fascinating. To it me, is. It is. Um, to see how this works out. And obviously it affects the Steelers. It does. And, you know. Right. Um, Do you think the bridge is burned, though? Do you think Lamar will – could he be persuaded to go back? Harbaugh said he yesterday that he has not spoken to Lamar at all. That's surprising to me. Yeah. What surprises me, too, are I think if I were the GM of five, six, seven teams, I'd at least fly down to Florida and chat with them for the day. I think every, nobody wants to be the team that sets the, sets the price. I mean, you could just at least hear his side of the story, spend the day with the guy, feel more comfortable about the situation. I mean, all that stuff's legal right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Especially the Atlantas of the world and teams like that. I mean, I just don't understand that. Well, I mean, we don't know that they haven't because, again, there's, I guess. there's no agent out no there. No one's pumping, telling us what's all going pumping on. Pumping the information out there to everybody. It's kind of like the, nothing we can really remember. Pushing the narrative, yeah. Right, right, right. Interesting. Because that's how, I mean, that's really, that's how this all works is, you know, the agents put a lot of this information out there. Mm-hmm. Again, Lamar put the trade request in March 2nd. Right. And that's a long time that's three ago. Three weeks ago. If he would have had an agent, we would probably heard about March 3rd or March 2nd. Without a doubt. Right, right, right. Without right. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's. It's sticky, to say it's the least. It's very fascinating. I'm just uh, amazed by the whole thing. But, it, again, it all started from that fully guaranteed contract. How we started to share yeah. with Watson and all that. And, right. meanwhile, you've got Joe Burrow sitting out there going, I'm going to get a new contract here. Oh, soon. yeah. Herbert and Hurts are I want to see what happens and... with Lamar. I want to see what happens with these other guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want more money than Herbert. Back to the three-year thing. I want more money with... than, than Hurts. If I'm Lamar, though – When it's all said and done, a three-year deal gets me back on the market again. Maybe I'm a lesser player at that point, but you're going to get a pretty decent contract unless the next three years are utter disaster. If I'm an owner, maybe I will give you the guaranteed three-year so you can go make it sound like you won. You know, I mean, I got a fully guaranteed contract. It's only three years. It's not four or five or whatever. But I got what I asked for, and now I get to hit the market again. I mean, you could phrase it that everybody wins. I could see that getting done, you know, contractually it could be the answer, no matter where he lands. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, it's not my money. so No, right. <laughs> and I'm not sticking 120 or 130 in escrow either. You know, yeah, right? I mean, that's, that's again, that's the sticking point of this whole thing. I, I saw something uh, today on Twitter that uh, Josh Allen has made like five times as much money as Lamar Jackson at this point in his career. Really? Just because he signed early? And they're in the same, you know, same draft class. Hmm. I guess that makes sense, though, just because he signed his deal two years ago. Yeah. So yeah. he got the giant bonus, and he's making more per year. He was also drafted earlier in the same class, much earlier. You know, so, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But if I'm Lamar, I'm like, quit trying. You know, eventually you, just, you should act it earlier. Or, or yeah. something should have yeah. done a year ago. Well, you know, and I don't know that, again, if he has an agent. Right, right. This stuff, you know, he's, during football season, he's concerned about the football stuff. Oh. And in the offseason, he's training. He's training. I I, I don't know. The the whole thing is just crazy to me. But uh, there really are two sides of it, and I very much understand both. The thing I don't understand is not having an agent. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) I mean. I understand him wanting the, the Watson deal. I understand the Ravens saying. 
you've been hurt the last couple of years, and what if you're not as dynamic of an athlete two years from now? You know, I mean, your your play's a little different than others, but I, I don't understand that. You, know, you know, from Lamar's standpoint, I'd be I'd be like, you haven't helped me a whole lot. They've hurt him more than help him, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, in terms of weapons. Like I'd have so like, I forget who put that out. We get a you know we get a draft wide receivers, yeah, wide receivers, wide receivers, yeah, and they don't, and they traded away Marquise Brown, who was probably the best yeah. one they've added. So. And I wonder just how much of this whole these, I don't want to say animosity because it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. there's a ton of animosity there, but I wonder if that's a sticking point in this whole situation. Like you took my best receiver away from me last year, right? You didn't draft any. And I'll be honest, I mean, I think that scheme didn't help him much either. I mean, it put him in harm's way a lot. But more than that, like, they don't have a lot of layup throws. They throw the ball down the field, in the middle of the field. They don't throw to the backs a lot. Never throw the backs. That's what I was about to say, too. Yeah, they throw to tight ends, but they don't throw outside the numbers. The The middle of the field's always crowded. They're always throwing contested balls. They don't have a lot of easy dump offs for them. It's a lot of. One, two, run. Yeah, you know, you know, right. right, right. And everyone kind of knows what's coming. So I was excited just as a fan to see him with a new coordinator, which we're going to see no matter what, I guess. Yeah. You know. I also wonder how much of this, Matt, the Ravens are a team that uses the analytics a lot. Very much very, so. Very analytically driven. And we've talked about this before in the show. Teams the second time around against Lamar. Right. Like, he's great against NFC teams. The first time around, the first time you see him, it's because of that speed, you're like, oh, you know, that, he's faster than he looks on tape. You know, we weren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. But you see the teams that play him more often, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, right. Cincinnati, and some of the other AFC teams that play against him on a you know, regular oh, sure. basis. So I wonder how much I of this, do think there's something to that. You know, Baltimore's looking at the analytics and going, okay, he's been around the block now. There's everybody's, definitely more yeah, of a block. Everybody's and, seen right. Someone's coordinated against him. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot more second appearances now than first for him. You know, I think there's absolutely something to that. He he does take you by, by storm of wow, he's faster than I thought on tape, and we have nobody to replicate it during the week of practice. Right? Yeah, you can't practice it. And they play a different scheme than everybody else. They have a 290 pound fullback. Yeah, <laughs> plays 60 percent of the snaps. <laughs> nobody else does that. You know, right? Yeah. So it's it's it, it, this whole thing is interesting. It really is. Um, did you see what Belichick said yesterday? Um. Yes, but I don't recall it. Exactly. And we're, we're right. hoping to have uh, Greg Bedard from uh, oh, right, Sports right, Journal right. on later here. Uh, but Belichick was asked yesterday, what what would give fans hope that this whole th- you know that the the Patriots can turn this thing around this year and make mm-hmm. the playoffs and actually win a game? And he just said, "Well, I guess the last twenty five years." <laughs> Is that kind of is, is he getting this a little bit of again the hubris here the grumpy old man slash um, hubris you know, we talked right, about, right, we right. talked about it last year in the, in the summer when you know you don't you don't have an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. you're going to let your defensive line coach call your offensive plays like yeah I mean what are we doing here it seems like ancient history but the Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore of coaches don't really end gloriously. You know, not usually Landry, no. even Coach Noel. You know, I mean Shula. The last couple of years aren't, you know, glorious. You know, Walsh got out on top, but yeah. you know, it's but he it's left early. Rare. I mean, yeah. you're there that long. I hate the term "the game passed him by" because Belichick will forget more football than I'll know in my years on the planet. You know, but I think after a while, just like any 
older human being, you're less apt to change with the times. You know, we both have, you know, our, my, my dad does, does the way he does things, you know, or <laughs> I will too. And the more older I get, you get set in your ways and he's had so much success. Why would I change it? You know, but it might be time to change some things. Might be time to change some things. And yeah. they did bring in Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator. Which I think is a great move. Yeah, I mean, they needed to do that. Yeah, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but I, I, I still don't like their roster. I mean, no. you know, what's what's their ceiling? I know. I mean, time and time again, we talk about who are their really good players. I yeah. mean, who are their B or B-plus or A players? There aren't many. I mean, I think he gets more – I've said this a thousand times. Bill the coach bails out Bill the GM a lot. I mean, and that's true over the last 20 years, too. Yeah. But especially lately. And now the bailing's hard. I mean, are they the fourth best team in the in the AFC East right now? If Rodgers is a Jet, then yes, easily. Yeah. I mean, easily. And maybe, you know. I mean, in the AFC, I think they'd be fifth in the North. Yeah. Third at best in the West. Yeah. Behind Jacksonville in the South, second in the South, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's five teams below them. Yeah, I mean, Four? It's, it's not a, it's not a great roster. No, and no, you know, yeah. I mean, they don't have a, you know, the the, the draft picks. I mean, again, again, you're stuck in that middle. You're stuck in that middle, and you know, it, it, clowns it, to the left of me, jokers <laughs> to the right. I mean, I think Mac Jones rebounds, but he's not going to be a top ten quarterback this year. Yeah. Or one of the top eight in the AFC. Well, that's another reason why I wanted to have Greg Bedard. Yeah, that would be a good conversation, about, right? You know, Mac Jones in that, that year, too, uh, and how that ties in with Kenny Pickett. Yeah, that's know. a good point, too. You know, so hopefully uh, I'll text Greg here again here just to remind yep, him. Yep. Talked to him last night about it. So hopefully we get him good. on here. Uh, Different angle on things. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. all over that division, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he does, he does great work and also covered the Packers for a long time too so yeah, there's a, they have some quarterback stuff going some on stuff going on yeah so uh but interesting uh you know just a I, I don't recall a situation like this with two high profile quarterbacks at this time of year this late previously yeah. I mean, MVP winners that I mean, can absolutely help a team and it, are upgrades for the draft's less than a month away yeah yeah it is bizarre I mean everyone just assumes Rodgers is a jet I tend to as well, but every day I, I assume it less. Yeah. You know, and when, it, when does that happen? And, yeah. You know, he didn't show up for off-season stuff in Green Bay. True, true. Like, is he going to show up and throw with the Jet receivers, the new guys mm-hmm. he's working Well, I I know who these guys are. I don't need to throw, you know. I mean, at least it's the scheme he knows. You know, they hired a very friendly Aaron Rodgers hire, but – When's it too much, too, of just bending your roster and your coaching staff for the well, Denver quarterback? Denver did that last year. Hey, exactly. We're, we're going mean. to try to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. Let's, let's hire Nathaniel Hackett. And they settled for Wilson. Yeah. And, I, frankly, I mean, I think Rodgers is a great player. But would if he would have went to Denver last year, would they have been 13-win team all of a sudden? I have my doubts. I mean, they were also crushed by injuries. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to talk to Greg what he thinks about the division, assuming Rodgers is there. Are the Jets a little – a legit contender contender or are they just better than they've been yeah i don't know yeah i yeah. don't know that the they're certainly that. better right um you know again ever you know you're banking on the running back coming back from, a, from mm-hmm. a, a knee injury there's there's a lot of moving parts there that I, you know we've been down this road last year with with the afc west right you know every, moves the raiders and denver made and all every, yeah, right. everybody was oh they, this is going to be the best division in the history of football mm-hmm. and it most certainly was not and making sweeping changes is 
a volatile move as opposed to building through Mahomes and those around him yeah. or even Herbert. Or, uh, you know, right. Mahomes is a different animal. He's, I mean, it's just he's the unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when people talk about, well, how, how do you catch the Chiefs? Well, it, I, I see this all, I hear this all the time. Well, how do the Steelers outscore the, you know, they, they, they can't, why are they building their defense? It's all about offense. You've got to be able to go into Kansas City and outscore Mahomes. Really? You think that's going to happen? I have <laughs> I heard an interesting take on this is Daniel Jeremiah, who works very, very closely with the Chargers. I think he's their color guy. I'm yeah. not positive, but he does something on yeah, game. He's, he I think it, he's yeah. their, color, their color guy. And he was citing a game, Chargers-Chiefs. It's very late in the game. Chargers have a lead. They have to kick off to Mahomes. Uh-oh. You know, there's not much time on the clock. Yeah. And what he was saying on his podcast was, well, they don't have Tyreek Hill at this point. If I have anyone in the league to cover Kelsey, who do I want? Derwin James would be pretty high on the list. Yeah, right. And he still was at a huge disadvantage in Kelsey scores. You know, like, and Dan and DJ's point is not that defense doesn't matter, but late in the game, Mahomes and these guys go through everybody. You know, everybody yeah. blames, oh, Steelers' defense isn't clutch enough. It's so I do think there is something to you got to score 30 to be in those games. Well, and, and to me, know? so I, I, I look back to the playoff game the Steelers played there a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where the defense gets six consecutive stops. Right, right, right. And one of those is an interception that they were – was it a fumble return, the return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look up at the end of those six possessions for Kansas City's offense, and it's 7 nothing. Yeah, yeah. Now, you do have to be able to score in those situations. Sure. But if you get stops on them, it's the same thing that happened to the 49ers against them in the Super Bowl a few years back. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's up two scores going into the fourth quarter, but it still wasn't enough. Still wasn't enough. But if your defense is good enough to hold that offense down. I do think it's a balancing act. Yeah. I mean, by no means would I just say, just give me we every, want, Yeah, every we, want to play, we want to play a 57-56 game with these guys. Right, right, You're right. going to lose that nine times out of ten. Yeah, I'm not saying draft receivers with your first three picks and just ignore defense. Yeah. But I, I am But everybody looks at, looks at it that way because I think because the Bengals had beaten them mm-hmm. and nobody gave respect to the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense played really, really well. Yeah, I mean, no mistakes. You know, Shut them out in the second half of that. Very physical. You know. Right, right, right. And they made a lot of adjustments, and Mahomes looked lost. Yeah. One of the only times I've ever seen in his career. So you have to be a balanced team to beat them. It can't just be let's load up on offense and mm-hmm. go in there and try to outscore them. Right. But I don't think you're going to win many 2017 games against them either. No, no, you're, you're not, not, you're not going right, to do right. that. You have to be able to score – but again, their defense, their defense is isn't great. Too. No, yeah. right, 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 and probably never will be. That's the weakness. That's, to, that's right, the right, weakness. Right. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if your defense can get some stops and your offense is good enough to control the football and score, then you have a chance. And Mahomes isn't going anywhere, but Kelsey's not long for this league either. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, you got to give them something. I, I think their philosophy is, if when they lost to Tampa with all those O line injuries and he just got crushed in the Super Bowl. I think they made a very concerted effort that if we protect Pat and give him one weapon, we're going to be really, really hard to beat. Yeah. And they've invested in the O-line, and they continue to this year, and they have that one weapon. But what if they lost it? Right. Yeah, you, you just know? don't know. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is right. Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lala. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from the NFL meetings here at the Arizona Biltmore in Phoenix. Uh, you can also watch us, I'd like to remind everybody, on uh, on the Steelers' YouTube channel. Uh, today's show will be uh, broadcast there later on today. We want to thank everybody who watched that one 
yesterday and still watching it. I think some people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, check it out. Yeah, check that show out on there and uh, give us a like. Do all do some comments all that stuff. We, we appreciate all that stuff. Uh, but uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, we are The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, Matt, we, we really haven't talked a lot of draft here. No, we haven't. Uh, since been... we since we got out here. Uh, we did three hours yesterday and didn't really talk any draft. I don't think we talked any draft or even brought up a prospect. As but as, as we remember. sit here, uh, our friend uh, Bucky Brooks. Mm, I haven't seen this one. Dropped a, his, his mock draft uh, 3.0 on, uh, on NFL.com. So I thought we'd roll through that one here real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, before we uh, are joined by some of our guests here. When we do, I want to bring up pick two here. I just, I just heard somebody throw a spin that I'm a little interested in. Okay. All right. Uh, at one, he has the Carolina Panthers taking C.J. Stroud. Okay. So I think that's going to happen. And, and now Bryce Young has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Okay. And that didn't go well with the Texans back when or whatever. Would you consider being a Lamar team if you were them? Or, and taking a step further, their new head coach is D'Amico Ryans, yeah. defensive coordinator, and nobody stresses D-linemen like the Niners. You know, like, if you take Carter or Anderson at two, maybe roll the dice on a quarterback at the 10 pick, I think they pick, or 11, wherever it is, or talk Ravens with not the second pick, is that a better move? D'Amico Ryan's also a Bama guy, by the way. Also a Bama guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think yeah. he'll I mean, know I'm, all about Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that – I mean, you know agents better than I do. Like, do some agents and teams just oil and water? I, I think that – I think it, I We're think talking it, millions of dollars. I, mean, I think it yeah. comes down to each particular player. Mm-hmm. I don't think – an agent would be silly to burn a bridge with the team. And the other thing is Houston's changed dramatically since Yeah, that I, point. Mean, it, it, I mean – the. GMs and everything, the coaches yeah, yeah, are gone. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't. I don't know that you necessarily look mm-hmm. at that and go, y'all, this, we can't deal with that guy. I mean, people forget this about the Watson saga is he asked out way before any of the massage stuff came out yes. or any of those things. Yeah. You know, he was unhappy with the way the organization was yeah. run, and now it's run differently. Differently, yeah. Uh, so, Bucky has uh, Houston taking Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Arizona at three then takes Will Anderson. I would. I mean, they're, I did a team needs project. Their D line is remarkably bad. Yeah, I mean it awful. was bad last awful. year, and Watt retired, and Allen left. I mean it's remarkably bad. How about this, though, Matt? At four, he has Indianapolis taking Tyree Wilson. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, there's obviously another shoe to drop there in that situation too. Yeah, he said adding a quarterback is a top priority given the free agent signing Gardner Minshew currently sits first on the Indianapolis depth chart. Mm-hmm. But grades on the available QB1 prospects do not match the Colts' draft position. Wilson would give the team a young, energetic pass rusher to, to pair with Quiddy Pay on the edges. He's not saying that. He's not know, saying, but he's saying. He's saying, right, right, you right. Know, hey, they're, they're in play to go get Lamar. Yeah. They're the most obvious one. They've got a big ch- ch- chunk of cap ca- change, and they have the need. Yeah. Uh, Seattle then takes Jalen Carter. I can't see them passing on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially Pete Carroll's age, too. Like, I don't know what now. Yeah. Uh, six, Detroit takes Devin Weatherspoon. Do the, do the Lions need another cornerback? I don't think so, but I'm sure they didn't expect Wilson not to be there. Yeah. I mean, who would you take instead? I like Gonzalez better than Weatherspoon, but, I mean, it's yeah, still the so same conversation. I, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Uh, at seven, the Raiders take Christian Gonzalez. Sure. He could go anywhere in those top yeah. seven or eight. 
at 8, the Falcons take Lucas Van Ness. Really? I have mixed feelings about Lucas Van Ness, but I see the appeal. At 9, the Bears take Peter Skronsky. Makes perfect sense. At 10, the Eagles take Nolan Smith. He seems to be really gaining steam in yeah. a hurry. Yeah, yeah. He's a, I mean, 439 is a 439. Yeah, and he's productive <laughs> and versatile and leader and all this yeah. good stuff. And the, yeah, and the tape's good and yeah, yeah. everything's. Uh, at 11, the Titans take Paris Johnson Jr. Sure. I, I think. Would they pass on Richardson or Levis, though? Rarely do you see the opportunity to take the quarterback at 11. I think Levis falls. I think Levis falls, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at 12, Houston takes Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. They've added a lot in the receiver room. But you know my love for him. I mean, yeah. I've, uh, many of these teams should take you got a huge man crush. Yes, yes. Speaking of huge men, the Jets take Osiris Torrance. They have guards, though. Yeah, I don't know that that's a that – Yeah, and let's start to plug him in at right tackle and see how that goes. But, I mean, he's a good player. He could. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Um, at 14, New England takes Broderick Jones. Sure. I mean, I, I'm, I think Jones is – going to go at about the latest at, at Green Bay there. Yeah. At 15, Green Bay takes Miles Murphy. Fine. If you were the Patriots, though, would you take Richardson over Broderick Jones? Uh, no. At least give Mac one more year yeah. and protect him. And, yeah. Yeah, me too. At, you said Miles Murphy, 16 is Joey Porter Jr. Okay. I might do a quarterback there. Yeah. Yeah. Which takes you to 17, and he has the Steelers taking Deontay Banks, the cornerback, out of Maryland. I don't know that that would be my pick there necessarily. No. Based on I mean, how this fell. Steelers don't like how this fell because only two quarterbacks are off the board. Only two quarterbacks are off the board, but I would think that you would be getting some calls right now. I would think so, too. You'd be getting calls Especially about Especially because the Lions are next. Yeah, the Lions are next. Then you got Tampa yeah, Bay. And Seattle. Then you got Seattle. I think you'd get a ton of calls. I think you get calls from those teams trying to move up, and, mm-hmm. and I'd be all, all in on moving back. I'm warming up more and more and more to moving back at 17. Um, so, in a way, if two quarterbacks are sitting there at 17, it might make that easier to happen. Yeah. But if you're stuck to stick and pick, would you have taken Banks? I mean, there's Branch, there's Per Se, there's... I, to me, it, with things falling like this, I'm just looking to see where he... If, if he Branch goes at... We'll get there. Branch yeah, yeah. goes at 24, Per Se goes at 26. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they feel more of a pressing need right now for this team. Than the corner. Than the immediate cornerback. Because you can get corners. We've talked about 32 it and yeah, 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 you'll get cornerbacks deeper into this draft. You're not yeah. going to get... Sticking One of and those picking guys. is a little rough on the Steelers here, though. Yeah, you know, maybe. based on what happened here in this draft. Right, right, right. Um, but I would not cry if Banks was their pick at 17. I totally understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if right. that's oh, we got to got to do it here. We mm-hmm. he's our highest rated guy on the board. You just take him. Very athletic. Yeah. yeah. Um, at 18, Detroit takes Kalijah Kansi. Hmm. Okay. I'd be shocked if they passed on a quarterback twice. Yeah. At 19, Tampa Bay takes Darnell Wright. They sure need it. There's been a lot of talk of moving worse to left tackle, which yeah. I guess is depends who they get. Well, Darnell Wright, you probably move him to left tackle. Yeah, you move him to right to left yeah. tackle then, right? Twenty Seattle takes Anthony Richardson. That's a home run. You get Jalen Carter and Anthony Richardson. <laughs> you know, living for today without and mo- without trading up, without moving at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. every Seattle fan would take that in a heartbeat. At twenty-one, the Chargers take Bajon Robinson. 
and the that's Eckler making trades. more and more right, sense. Right, right, yeah. right. Twenty-two. And were, the other thing is Eckler's up after the year. I mean, even right. if you had a year with the two of them, is that the worst? Yeah, thing you're in the world? right. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Twenty-two. The, the Ravens take Cam Smith. Okay, I, I feel less and less certain he'll be a first rounder. At twenty-three, I would take Quentin Johnston if I were them over Cam Smith. Yeah, but they just seem to completely. What, we don't I know. care about their they draft corners, wide receivers. receivers yeah. right. At twenty-three, Zay Flowers goes to the Vikings. Makes perfect sense. They have more needs than people realize. Yeah. They could go quarterback. They could go anywhere on defense, receiver. As I mentioned, Brian Branch goes 24 to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Be a stabilizing force for them. At 25, John Michael Schmitz goes to the Giants. Their interior line needs help. Yeah. And they have a lot of spots. But 26, Brian Brisset goes to the Cowboys. I would be thrilled if I was a Cowboys fan with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at 27, Jordan Addison to the Bills. I'd be pretty happy if I was a Bills fan with that, too. Right. <laughs> At 28, Dalton Kincaid, the first tight end off the board at 28 to the Bengals. His buddy DJ had Kincaid go in like 12th. Bengals just made a signing at tight end. Oh, yeah, I like the Irv Smith signing. Yeah, so they had Irv Smith. That's their second one they've signed, right? And they lost Hayden Hurst. I thought they signed two. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's the first one. If he stays healthy, that's the big caveat. That's the big if, yeah. 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 He hasn't been able to do it. Right after that at 29, another tight end comes off the board at Michael Mayer. To the Saints. To the Saints. Okay. I could see. I could definitely see tight end there, but I think D-line's the pressing need. At 30, Maisie Smith goes to the Eagles. That would make sense, too. I mean, they're looking for a Hargrave, big-bodied, thick, athletic. He couldn't be guy. any different than I, – I don't – again, where's the production? Oh, I know. It's not close to Hargrave. Uh, and then uh, Adebawari goes at 31 to the Chiefs. Okay. So if things yeah, yeah, yeah. if things fell that way, Levis would be sitting there. Levis would be you'd be getting you'd be calls, you'd be getting calls about thirty two as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think who best available at each position would be Levis, Jameer Gibbs, Johnston, yeah, uh, Dewan Jones, uh, who, any other Harrison Tipman, yeah, if you wanted to go interior. Um, D tackles pretty picked over. Yeah, yeah. There's probably an edge or two. The linebackers are all sitting there. They're all sitting there. Every other safety, but I'm only thinking about one. And I don't think there was a corner drafted since Banks. Cam uh, Cam Smith. Smith. Okay. Who do you like there? Ooh. I like to trade out of that spot. (laughs) (laughs) Dwan Jones wouldn't break my heart. No, no. I mean, I, I, I. definitely see a tackle there if you've mm-hmm. taken a cornerback in the front. That's, that's to me is why I, you know there, I, there's not a defensive tackle that I, I think I would take there. At right, right. Um, would you consider Mazzy Smith if he were still available there? I have mixed feelings. I, I mean, have mixed like, feelings too. Like he's never going to be on the field for me in passing downs. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm not talking anything bad about Carl Dunbar, but that's a lot of faith in your D-line coach to say take this unproductive athletic yeah, guy. This guy that had one productive. tackle for a loss last year and right, turn him right, into right. something. Yeah. I mean, it's just asking a lot. Yeah. He could hit. That's why, to me, if I'm in that situation, I'd rather take the big guy. If Bruce is there, I'd rather mm-hmm. take him at 17. Have and then pick a quarter. And then get a Ringo corner. Or yeah. whoever you want. Yeah, right, take right, Kaylee right, Ringo right. at 32. Yeah, yeah. Ringo at 32 wouldn't break my heart. We, no. we never end up doing that, but that would not break my heart at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. I mean, hey, and, hey, and that would be a nice. Hey, Pat, Pete, you and hang out with Ringo yeah. every day. Yeah. All the time. Walk across his grave a few times. <laughs> right. You guys hang out and just be buddies. By Johnny Ringo. <laughs> You look like somebody just walked across your grave. Um, that joke would never get old if the Steelers drafted. <laughs> it hasn't in the whole draft. Steelers.com would have to do a whole, like, 
dress up a video with it. Right, yeah, right. dress him up. Yeah, I get somebody to dress up like Doc Holliday <laughs> and standing under the tree out by training camp. And yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Weird, weird mock though there by mock, by Bucky. A little different. I mean, with a little different. Quarterbacks falling. Yeah. I mean, again, it's lying season and everything changes. It could certainly so happen. I, I, I'm, just, I'm warming up to the fact that it could, especially I'm if hearing, Lamar ends up in Indy. I'm hearing more and more stuff about perhaps Levis falling down a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what people think of Richardson though. That's the, he's you know. the he's one of the wild cards. Bijan mm-hmm. Robinson's a wild card in this draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Carter's a wild card in this draft. I, I still feel like Carter's floor is ten though. Yeah, I guess I saw. I mean, could the Bears or somebody else's mock had him falling in like nineteen? I'm like, you got. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, I know he's done some. Well, let's talk. About, okay, so Jalen Carter's there at seventeen. Yes, run. You, yeah, you sprint to the. And just like we talked about with Pat Pete, you say, "Hey Cam, I got a little project <laughs> for you." <laughs> you got. Let's put an extra wing. Uh, the, Sidney Crosby moving in with yeah. Mario. You we're going right, right. to pay for you to set this guy up in your in your house. And... You guys be best friends, and you teach him the ways, and you and you will benefit as well. Yeah, the two of you get the all those double te- all those double teams that you've been getting. Yeah, he's going to take a lot of the pressure off well, you. With think that. of that. I mean, if Ogunjobi's your first guy off the bench, yeah. you know what I mean. And, and it's third and eight, and you have Cam next to Carter with Highsmith and Watt. <laughs> He's the best player in the draft. I mean, that's like a Randy Moss-like fall. Yeah, yeah that, that's like Warren Sapp falling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Hall of Famers. You know? Yeah, and not all those guys will fall work out. Some of them are screw ups. Yeah, some of them really yeah, fell because of a reason. But they just drafted George Pickens out of Georgia. You heard right. similar rumblings about George Pickens sure. last year, immature and all that stuff. Right, right. I talked to Coming people. I did. A, I did a big story on him. Um, you know, soon after I got hired by Steelers, Steelers dot com. And talked to some people at Georgia. Talked to people in his hometown. I had nobody say anything to me about. It. I talked to Daniel Jeremiah about him, mm-hmm. um, and nobody was telling me he was a bad guy. I got a lot of it was he's extremely competitive. Yes, you know, right, yeah. right, right. And there maybe there's some immaturity there. It doesn't mean Carter's the same. I, I've, right. I've heard immature with him too. You know, I mean, he. I think. I think when you look at George Pickens from the time he was probably five years old, mm-hmm. he was going to be a pro receiver. Yeah, and then the NFL yeah, receiver. I mean, same with Jalen Carter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. So I mean, he, to, he, he told me he was sit, he sit at his desk in, in you know grade school and in, in high school, thinking about in his mind what what that next great catch was going to look like. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is what the guy did. He was he was born to be a wide receiver. Sure. So and, and not like the Steelers are the only ones that have a recent Georgia guy, but you obviously would call George up and be like, "Tell me about Jalen." Yeah. You know what I mean? And George's like, "Dude, just bring him in." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better question: What if he's there at twelve, and you got to go move up? I'm not interested in moving up. I don't like moving up in this draft at all. Yeah, he's the only one I'd even consider. If, if you were one player away, I think you move up. Right, but I don't think wow. one player away is that. Mm-hmm. You know, so Ooh. it's such a light D tackle. I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. And he's going to be a guy. He's a foundational player. You you would hope uh, for a long time, but I mean, it's not my job on the line. But if a genie came down and said, "Hey, Matt, I'll give I'll give you Jalen Carter for seventeen and forty-seven." I say, "Okay," because he's there's not many of them. I get it. You I know? get it. And then, but I don't think he makes that at the top. I mean, it's not really even probably worth it. I, yeah, because you look at like seven, eight, nine. It's Raiders. It's Lions. Uh, Bears. They're to, to this point, Bucky's point. I don't think Eagles. he makes it past Seattle. 
I don't either. I think it's crazy. I think all this has worked in Seattle's favor greatly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. At five. Absolutely. Right. Hey, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're also watching us. Hello. Hello. Uh, and, uh, well, we're going to take a break. We are live from the Arizona Biltmore here in Phoenix uh, at the owners' meetings. Uh, we'll see uh, what uh, what kind of votes come down today. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, right. None of the votes this year, to me, are, like, groundbreaking game-changing stuff. I'll be honest. I haven't done my due diligence. I don't even know what's up for vote at this point. I figured you were going <laughs> to tell me on turn the, the Yeah, you just want to turn the, the games on and watch. I figured we'd do a segment about it and I'd learn about it on the fly because I didn't even look. I didn't think about it until this morning. Yeah, well, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And Matt, since you... Asked about the proposals. Let's talk about Yeah, the, let's go through this. Here are, the, here are the competition committee rule proposals for this year. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. This is the drive uh, by the competition committee to change the definition of a launch to leaving one or both feet. Okay. Okay. I don't love how the launch is yeah. set up presently, but yeah. okay. Uh, by the competition committee to make a, a to make the penalty for tripping a personal foul. Okay. These are small potatoes, yeah. but yeah, right. Uh, also, by the competition. I mean, tripping's almost always intentional. And oh, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, to make the penalty for illegally handing the ball forward consistent with other illegal acts, such as illegal forward passes. Illegally handing the ball forward. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I guess means you can't, too. like. Are you talking, like, after the snap, just, like, pushing? I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Right, somebody would have to explain that one to me. Uh, by the competition, yeah, competition committee to make the penalty for illegal punts, drop kicks, or place kicks consistent with other illegal acts, such as illegal forward passes. Okay. I mean, they're really yeah, they're things that nobody cares again, about. Again, that's why the, none of these are, you know, major, major things. Right, right, right. This is one of the ones, though, that's gotten talked about a lot. To put the ball in play at the receiving team's 25-yard line when a touchback occurs on a punt. Yeah. That, that, that's I, consistent I never thought with of the that, kickoff. Okay, yeah. right. I think that's smart. Yeah. Touchback's a touchback. Yeah, right. Yeah, why, okay. why is it right, different right. for a different? punt than, than it is? Yeah, I would pass that one. You might see more teams allowing punts to hit then. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to get it to the 25. Yeah, it's a, a big deal. I'm not going to field it into certainly. So I, I've talked with Danny Smith about this before, and he's, you know, about why team – because you always hear every time, every time a punt return guy fields a punt now inside the 10. That mm-hmm. used to be a no-no. You didn't do oh, that. Growing up, you never, ever, yeah. ever did that, right? Now you see guys do it. Well, back in the, back in the day, first of all, most of your fields were, were AstroTurf or something of like that. The, if, when, if the ball hit, it was going to bounce. It didn't stick yeah. or it wasn't as soft, right? Now you've got so many of the, of the, the fields that you play on are, are turf mm-hmm. or they're a soft grass. Even the, like the turf fields that they have now are – much softer than the AstroTurf used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can deaden the kick there. And he said the kickers have gotten so much better at it. It's funny because I asked a friend of mine who's been a special teams coach in the league, too, this 10 years ago. He said punters have way more pitches than they used to. Yeah. You know, all this Australian yeah. stuff. They can roll it in. over. They can do all kinds right, of stuff. Right, right. They get it to bounce sideways. They can hit a golf ball like Burt Loughton, uh, the Steelers <laughs> PR director. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that they can do. They get the backspin on it. And, right. And I mean, so you feel the them nose of it. They kick the middle yeah. of it. Like, they have a lot more clubs in their bag. Yeah. yeah. Whereas so 20 years ago, it was automatic. Right. If, you, if you set yourself up at the 10 and you had to go backwards, you let the ball hit. Mm-hmm. Now and, the, and people were trying for coffin corner stuff then, yeah. too. You know, yeah. more so than. That's not the case anymore. No, it's changed. Hunters are way better. They have way more yeah. control. 
uh, by the competition, the competition committee uh, to prevent the offense from benefiting uh, by an extension of the half as a result of their foul. So if the offense commits a foul, okay, let's say you, it's you a, 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 false, half a false start. And yeah, they say, yeah. oh, no, no. So you're basically you're cheating the timeout. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's a good rule. Yeah. Uh, to put the ball in play at the receiving team's 25-yard line, if there's a fair catch on a free kick, a kickoff, or a safety kick behind the receiving team's 25-yard line. That's similar to the punt rule. Was just a free that's kick. That's kind of like the college rule. Often. Like you, yeah. if it if the if it's in the the, so the way it is now, if the ball goes into the end zone, you get it to 25. Mm-hmm. What they're saying here is, is you, if you fair catch the ball inside at the 10, yeah, or the five, it would automatically go out to the 25. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Right, that's, right. that's like college does that. That's like I have a really good kick. Yeah, and I didn't get benefited from it because you like see teams now trying to place the ball like it, you know, at the two mm-hmm. and make the team. Right, right, right. No, I don't like that. Uh, and then finally, to clarify the use of helmet against an opponent by removing the butt ram spear language from Article 8 and incorporating those actions into impermissible use of helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, you, what they're talking about. Yeah. Okay, we got some other ones here. That These ones are proposed by different teams. Okay. Uh, by Philadelphia. To permit the use of the zero as a, num- a jersey num- numeral and to allow kickers and punters to use any number between zero to forty-nine and ninety to ninety-nine. They so said there's, you're not allowed to have a zero. No, no tens, no twenties. No, you the number zero. Oh, okay, okay, but not the, not Who double cares? zero. You can't have double zero. Okay, I mean we're triple zero. If you're Jim Otto, though, that was so cool. If, Absolutely. I mean, if my name started and ended with a no, I would want double zero. Yeah. Uh, by Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, to permit team to maintain possession of the ball by scoring substitute offensive play, fourth and 20 uh, from the kicking team's 20-yard line instead of an onside kick. So you'd have a fourth and 20 play instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't I mean, I know one. onside kicks are flawed. But yeah. Um, some of these are just kind of. The one that wasn't brought up is I don't like aiding a ball carrier. You know, speaking of Eagles. I, I, that one didn't even make it through the competition committee. Yeah, I mean, they don't think it, it was going to pass. Yeah. I mean, I, There's I, enough teams out there. that The Steelers do it. Oh, everybody does. Everybody, everybody, yeah, crazy if you don't do Crazy it if you don't, right. yeah. I mean, like the Eagles on fourth and one are unstoppable. Yeah. But good for them. Yeah. I mean, they have the best line and the best running quarterback I'm around, just looking here. I don't um, like aiding a ball carrier. Anything else that uh, uh, to expand the coach's challenge system and include personal fouls called on the field? I wouldn't have a problem with that. But then you're getting subjective, of course. Yeah. Um, to I think like, there's some roughing the passer stuff in there, too. Yeah, right? Detroit also wants to provide uh, clubs more opportunities for a third challenge. I don't think that's going to pass. No, you don't want more challenges. Viewers don't want that. Yeah. Um, to expand replay as officials' jurisdiction to allow for consultation regarding any penalty assessment. So basically, New York could chime in and say, yeah, that's not a penalty. I think that's happening more than people I think. think. It's, it, right. Yeah, I think that's for sure. Um, to expand replay officials' jurisdiction to allow for review on failed fourth down attempts. That's a huge play. I, yeah. I don't mind stopping the game for that. That one's by Houston. By the Rams to make fouls for roughing the passer called on the field subject to replay and or review by a coach's challenge. We were chatting about it before we went on the air. That sounds good, but then you see holds and, yeah. you know, like. Mike Tomlin was, talked about, was asked about that one yesterday at his uh, press briefing. He said he's not in favor of that. Mm-hmm. Like. So they, the competition committee reviewed like a hundred personal foul roughing the passer penalties last year, and there were like three that were really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If it's three percent, okay. Yeah, and then to expand the, the crackback prohibition to players who go in motion and go beyond the center 
to block the split flow block uh, defender below the waist. They're saying to not allow that? Or to not allow that, yeah, to expand it. I guess it's a – It's a safety issue. It's a safety issue. Yeah. It's kind of like a going low at the knees, you know, Absolutely. with the head of steam. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, that probably passes. Yeah, I think so. But those are the uh, – those are the rules that are up not for Not much. There's not a lot there no, this year. Right. Yeah, so. Glad I blew it off this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And I uh, just wanted to remind everybody that, uh, you know, if you, you miss any of the show or you want to hear it later in, uh, on your smart speaker, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. Uh, we are live from the Arizona Biltmore here in Phoenix for the owners' meetings. Uh, they could be wrapping up today, might be tomorrow. We'll see how the votes go. Oh, right, right. Uh, but uh, Matt and I will be here until noon today. So uh, you want to come back. We get two more good hours of uh, Steelers talk here. We'll be back with more right after this. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.